got your notepads ready. It's time for the Love Power Radio Show with your girl, Miss Mimi, a.k.a. Mimi the Great. This show was sponsored in part by Flat Fee Tax Prep and Services, offering quality tax preparation, serving clients nationwide. For more information, visit www.flatfeecreditandtax.com. And don't forget to mention, Stunner Radio sent you. Hey, what's up, gang? It's your girl, Miss Mimi, a.k.a. Mimi the Great. Welcome to the Love Power Radio Show. It is the first Saturday of April. And for those of you who don't know, it is still every season right so we are still celebrating my birthday coming up on the heels of another queen's birthday coming up real real soon so you guys stay tuned because i'm pretty sure y'all about to be sick of her right um thank you so much for tuning in i am excited to be here still celebrating my birthday which was this past monday girl is that much closer to being aarp status and i'm so excited don't hate, but if you got an AARP card that you don't want to use, holla at your girl, because trust me, I'll take it in on Tuesday morning and get my 10% off, okay? I'm just saying. Um, so we're going to get this started. You already know uh, I'm excited, actually, to have my guest with me today, who I've been trying to get on the show for, I think, about a year now. He is an author, a model, uh, an entrepreneur in so many senses of the word, because he has about... 500 jobs, businesses, and counting. I'm pretty sure he's not going to stop where he is, but um, help me welcome to the show, Mr. Leonard Butler, a.k.a. King. <laughs> What's up, sir? How are you? Good afternoon, Mimi. It's an amazing day, an amazing day. I am amazing. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm peachy. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know we've been trying to do this for about a year now, right? A little over a year, maybe. It has been. It has been. I'm happy to be here. Pleasure yeah. to be here. Nice. So I always get the show kicked off by asking people, how was your week? Because I know you got a lot of things going on. So tell us, how was your week, sir? Listen, it's been busy on both levels. On the personal level, it's been busy on the business level. Got some things accomplished. I'm super satisfied. I'm happy. Nice. Um on on the uh, on the personal side, I've got this 1968 um, Ford Thunderbird Landau that I'm, rem- I'm restoring, old school. Nice. Yeah, so okay. it's it's actually manufactured in the, in the year that I was born, 68. And uh, there's a lot of sentimental value in it. My father owned the same car, so oh, nice. uh, yeah, I'm bringing it back to life. Back to life. Wait a minute, uh, you said you said the car was bo- wait, so the car and you were born in the same year. Same year, you know, the hard blue steel from GM, you know what I mean? The hard blue steel from way back in the day, you know, they made it right well, back. In about how old? Let's see. Uh, Wait a minute. I've been 10, I've been 20, I've been 30, <laughs> and I've been 40. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been 41. Oh, right. right, 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 right. Well, you look uh, quite spry for your age. Because um, if you was born, it means you was born before me. Right, right, right. I know right. how young I'm is. Well, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm 39. So I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And you're beautiful, by the way. Yeah. So. 
Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I know every time I, I hear you or we come across each other, your answer is always the same. When I say, how you doing? Your answer is always the same. So it's good to know that you're taking every day and making sure that you live out loud. Certainly, certainly, certainly. Nice. So my week was actually pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys keep up with me. Hopefully you do. But I posted that I joined uh, or that I started. I became an agent with um, UWE and it's pretty exciting. I don't have all the details. I'm so excited. I don't have those notes in front of me, but um, it's it's an opportunity that I've been looking for, something that I can make money and I can train other people to make money, but also where it helps people to do better in their lives and also helps with their credit score. It helps. Uh, we actually have a program where we go into the schools and teach children uh, financial stability and financial um uh, the importance of being financially free. So uh, that was something that I really, really liked. Uh, but what really got me was uh, showing us how we can use our rent uh, uh, toward our credit score. Cool, cool, Which cool. So on the, on the business side, I, um, I begin writing in my new book. Ah, nice. Yeah, it's a book that details and helps men understand how to take care of um, their wives, significant others that mm -hmm. are suffering from breast cancer. Okay. So it's a where to, how to, when to for men mm -hmm. in, in regards to taking care of the significant other while they're suffering with breast, breast cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And that's something that, if I'm not mistaken, you have um, a particular interest in or experience in, correct? I have experienced it. My ex wife um, of 19 years uh, went through breast cancer, went through the entire. Uh, absence of the breast, the, radi the radiation, the chemotherapy, the whole nine, and I saw it through that process. So mm -hmm. I've got some tidbits I want to share with men to take nice. care of the, the people that they love. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Can't wait to hear to, to read an excerpt from that. Didn't right. have to be today, uh, but do you have a drop date on that book? I do. September is the drop date. We're going to um, do a book signing in October. Of course, that's Breast Cancer Month. Mm -hmm. And uh, so here at Houston and back home in Florida, I intend on intend on doing a, a book signing. Yeah. Oh, good. What made you want to write a book? Well, I want to help men. I want to, I want men to understand how important it is to support their their wives, their significant others during mm -hmm. those times. There are very crucial times that women, uh, some women face. And they're sometimes even ending um, losing of the loss of the loved one. But I want mm -hmm. men to be in a position to have the tools that are needed to to support. Yeah. Right. And that's always a plus because sometimes uh, most times men don't know what to do. Right. You know, they have, we have a ton of things out for women. Women are always willing to come out and talk about what's going on, how we fixed it. Uh, being a part of a support group and things of that nature. Correct. But when it comes to men, um, and I can't say specifically black men, but when it comes to men, it is one of those things where, yeah, nah, it's a hush hush type thing. We're going to man up and deal with this the best way we can. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome that you've decided to open up that that uh, part of you and share with other people so that they can see one, especially for those who've already been through it, you know. Um, right. who didn't have that type of guide um, or who probably didn't know or were too afraid, too ashamed to reach out 
for those sure. things. They have a lot sure. of programs for people with cancer. Um, so for you to open that up so somebody else can see, hey, one, you're not in this by yourself. You know, right. this is what I've dealt with and that it's OK to have those emotions because those are a lot of emotions. Right. To, there you go. Exactly. Um, Besides that. And from a man's point of view, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but this okay. is things that I've heard, you know, um, when it's something that you all can't fix, you know, right. how it affects you mentally. Exactly. So, Precisely. Um, I know. Kudos to you for that. I appreciate that for the brothers. I appreciate that. I'm pretty sure they applied in the background. I already know. And yeah. I hear them. I got you, brothers. I got you guys. I got you yeah, guys. I got you. Um, so what are some of the other things that you do? Because I know we just kind of jumped into conversation like we always do. I forget. Right. Everybody knows who Leonard Butler is, a.k.a. King. Because, see, I met you at a portrait okay. spot. Right. Time out. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm go not going to the whole story, though. You know, um, I just say I met you at a spot. <laughs> and then, um, what about two years ago, I met you at a right. male shoot um, that was being put on by Sebastian Productions, which is uh, also a big Love Power Radio um, um, uh, supporter. Uh, and he called me out and was like, hey, I'm doing a shoot. Come out and interview some of the guys. And I was like, okay, cool. And I remember standing behind you, and you I think you had your name on a piece of paper. And I was like, I know you. Because I'd been looking right. at you like, Ali, you look familiar. But, right. okay, I don't want to stare because I don't want nobody to cut me up. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, I don't know who, right. who is with who. <laughs> and so finally, when I walked up on you, you know, you, you looked at me like, uh, first of all, you're in my space. Right. And then I was like, no, but I met you. And so after conversing, you were like, oh, yeah, I remember you. So it's good to see you uh, back doing your thing. And are you still doing poetry? I haven't did any, any lately, but I've been writing. I have been writing. And I do yeah. look forward to spitting it sometimes, you know, sometime in the near future. Okay. So yeah. tell us what all you do. Who is Leonard Butler? Like who you is, who your people is, where you from? So, 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 so. Um, uh, I like to correct you in the enunciation of my name. It's Leonard, L-E-O-N-E-R-D, Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Leonard. So, so I'm a, a Florida native. Okay. I'm a serial, a serial entrepreneur. My grandfather gave me my first business when I was 10 years old. I'm going to nice. give you guys the, the Reason Digest version. It was lawn care business. And I, uh, he, I took that over for him. And from that point forward, I had this, this passion for business, for conducting business. I went on to, uh, to business school, got a degree in business. And um, after which I had a car wash, then I went on to become a, a, a general manager for Sodexo Marriott Food Service. Uh, went from there to back to school for air conditioning refrigeration technology. And long story short, I started my own business. I am a licensed air conditioning refrigeration contractor, which is one of my businesses uh, here, in, here in the state of the great, Texas, great state of Texas. And also I own a, a premium mobile car detailing company. Uh, mm -hmm. Touchdown Detailing, and the other companies, the number one Dr. Clean Ice Machines and Refrigeration Company. I'm also a published author. Um, I wrote a book, where I wrote a, uh, one of the chapters in a book on skating. That's uh, one, one of my hobbies. So I wrote a chapter in that book, so I'm a published author. I'm writing about two or three books right now, currently, and then I'm gonna put out over the course of the next two or three years. I'm also a model, brand ambassador for a few hat companies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I'm always 
looking to to do business. I love taking care of people's needs. It's not so much about making the money as it is meeting people's needs. And as you said earlier and alluded to, it's about solving problems. I am a natural problem solver. I'm, I'm a natural leader. So I love taking care of people and, and solving their issues and solving their problems. And as a result of that, you know, God bless me. I'm also uh, my my most noteworthy um, accomplishment and accolade, if you would, is that I am a, a, a licensed, I'm a licensed minister, I'm ordained pastor and an ordained evangelist. So I've been in, been in ministry for about 30 years. So. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So um, in fact, I'll be preaching at helping hands missionary Baptist church on the third Sunday. So I'd like to invite you and your guests out unshamed plug. There it is. Nice. <laughs> and so you're going to have to give us the address for Helping Hands. So for those who don't have it, they'll have all the information they need, the address and uh, the time. And so when your grandfather gave you your first business, was there any pushback from you? You were 10, you know, um, and I asked that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I ask that because I know sometimes children uh, don't understand why parents or grandparents do things that they do. So and they give a lot of pushback. I hear a lot of times when um, families have businesses and they want their children to take it over. And it's like, mm, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to do that. So did you get any did you give any pushback or did you ever question why he started you on a business on that journey? I, I loved hanging out with my grandfather. Um, Good. He was this. Light-skinned, six-foot-two, ivory tower of a man, great, great, great guy. He would take me out with him cutting yards. So I love, you know, working. You know, I love working in grass and, and doing that kind of stuff. I was a, I was a boy, boy. I was a boy, boy, you know. So mm -hmm. um, when he retired, he actually retired from construction. He actually built our neighborhood out. He built the homes in our neighborhood. He was actually a, con a contractor. Okay. And he went wow. on to, you know, kind of retire and cut the, the grass and stuff like that. Started that business. But when he gave it to me, no, there was no pushback. I was open and ready and willing to, to do it mm -hmm. because the kind of equipment he had, I could use it. I knew how to use it. I was familiar with it. He had trained me on it. He had mm -hmm. taught me about it. And I just felt like it was something that I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to take care of, again, take care of people's needs. And I think when considering going into business, I think that's really the, the, the gist of the question. When considering going into business and talking about business, you should find something that you love to do. If mm -hmm. you love to do it, you'll never really work a day of your life. You'll mm -hmm. you have challenges, but you'll be in your stream. You'll be in your in your fishbowl. Mm -hmm. you know, you'll be at work. So no, I, there was no pushback. But uh, quickly, um, I learned early on not to undersell myself. I learned how to do business. Uh, I, I learned the value of hard work. Right. So mm -hmm. those two things that I learned: the value of hard work, number one, and number two to never undersell yourself. If anything, oversell yourself and have the, the customer negotiate with you back down to a, to a comfortable term where it'd be a win-win situation, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, you say that you always want to do something where it's helping others or serving others. Right. Has there always been, especially with you being a minister, ordained minister mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and evangelist, does that run in the family on the ministry side? It does. My grandfather was um, an anointed musician. They played the guitar. My grandmother was an evangelist. My great grandfather was a, a minister. 
Um, I had many um, great aunts that were ministers. So yeah, it does run in the family. Okay. So with that being said, was that you wanting to serve others something that came from that? Or is it just something that was innate? It was actually innate. It was, it was, it was divine. I watched them as a child, you know, um, to give you a quick uh, panoramic view of my childhood. They would have prayer nights at our home. Okay. Yeah, right. So I would see these saints coming in in the driveway and parking. We're on the playing as kids. It gets kind of dark. Got to come inside. And they're in the house praying, you know, and they're lifting up God and we're running around playing hide and go seek. Right. Mm -hmm. So I watched these activities and I listened to these activities and I heard the reports come back from the community. Once a prophecy goes out, you know, since so-and-so God's going to do so-and-so and she comes back four weeks later and God's did so-and-so. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I heard that report, but I'm a kid. I'm still playing around and running, playing tag and hide and get, get my bus spanked or whatever I'm doing. But I'm <laughs> listening to these things that are going on. Mm -hmm. um, but it was never nothing that it was, it was, it was, it was never anything that I necessarily want. I want to do that. I just wanted to be saved. I know I wanted to go to heaven as a kid. Um, then God spoke to me at five years old, at five years old, in my grandmother, and grandfather's house and asked me, will you be, will you serve me? I heard his voice, an audible voice at that time. Of course, I didn't answer. You know, I thought about uh, actually I'm in, in closing. I actually said to myself at that time at five years old, I want to play. Right. I want if I if I get if I do serve you, I got to stop playing. So as an adult. You know, we get, we're going to serve God. We've got to some, stop some playing. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so again, um, to answer your question more, it was more of me, of me hearing God's voice. And then after I became older, I wanted to honor the family's tradition. Okay. Right. right? I want to honor that legacy. I want to continue that legacy. Like even now, all my parents, are, grandparents and grandfather, mother and father have passed away. All the people that raised me, they're gone. And I'm like the the patriarch of the family, even at 54 years old. I'm like the oldest of the family almost, right? So, mm -hmm. And then I'm relatively young in my thinking and movement. So I'm still on that journey. I'm still on that journey, not so much as a, in a religious way, but in a, in, a re, in a real way, in a real sense. I thank God every day I wake up. I mm -hmm. give him praise. I give him thanks. If he speaks to me, I speak to someone. It's, mm -hmm. it's a vocation, right? Mm -hmm. It's not an, it's not an occupation. It's a vocation. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm dedicated to it. It's not like it's, it's I got to do this. I just do this when he talks to me to do it. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. It inspires me to do that. Yeah. Nice. Let's talk about how and, and I want to talk about this just for a moment, because I know growing up when people would say I would hear people say, oh, God told me or um, whatever the case is. Mm hmm. Um, please, we need to go to a quick break, right quick, please. All right, station uh, break. <laughs> yes, we need to take a station break. So tell me that, tell me that, tell me on the best diet. I'll be feeling like yes, I am. I, you know, on the best diet. Food and not take me as I am. Tell me on the best diet. Hey, 
it's your girl Lisa Denae and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life. Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience and it can also help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. And we're back. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Love Power Radio Show. <laughs> oh, I tell you, life is so much fun. So, um, but you were saying, uh, we were talking about uh, being in ministry and being a service. So I wanted to briefly talk about being of service because I know for me, um, when they would mention it in church years ago, one, I never understood what it was. Um, and then two, I would always see people kind of have an issue with being called a servant. Um, what would you say to those people who have, you know, that twinge of I ain't no servant, you know, I don't want to be no service to people because for, for years, even now, uh, people in the service industry are kind of looked at like they're less than. So what would you, what advice would you give to those people? Certainly. So uh, actually, there's a there has to be a mental paradigm shift, right? Uh, there has to be a shift in the thinking. This is a, a divine call to service. It's not a call to be a slave uh, or to be subservient to a man or mankind. This is a divine call by the Creator, calling you mm-hmm. to His service. Like like men and women enlisted to to the armed services, right? Mm-hmm. They become they become warriors. They become servants. They they have duties and they have um, obligations, right? And they just can't do and go where they so decide. They have they have deployments, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 the same way in in the spiritual in the spiritual um, connotation. We have deployments, right? Sometimes lifelong deployments, sometimes month deployments, sometimes yearly year right it's seasons, right? In which we serve mm-hmm. and have obligations to do what God has said or what we are sensing from him to do. That's why I said for me, uh, I just allow God to speak to me. Even though I'm an ordained pastor, I don't have a church. I'm an ordained evangelist, so I just evangelize wherever so wherever I am and whatsoever I'm doing, even when I am um, modeling. Um, I was doing, I did a show last year and I was asked to, to speak to women with alopecia. So I used my gift, right, to speak to them out of my anointing, right? And mm-hmm. if I'm with a customer, I'm there taking care of that customer and serving them. I'm serving them, right, to take care of their needs, right, to take care of what they need. And as a result, uh, sometimes there's, of course, when in business, there's always monetary I'm doing business. Mm-hmm. But in, when I'm doing it as as a fiduciary responsibility, um, there are spiritual blessings, right? Mm-hmm. Peace of mind, right? Yes. Right. Uh, well-being, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, thankfulness that I had the opportunity or uh, that I was able to bless someone with 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 words that could encourage them. I remember that. 
right? Mm -hmm. So there's always a pay, mm -hmm. right? It's, it doesn't it, it's not always necessary uh, to see yourself as man sees you, but to see yourself the way that God sees you. God has no adults. He has children. Mm -hmm. And we all have positions and places to serve him mm -hmm. and to help him in, to, to, to continue to move mankind closer to, uh, to heaven, to his will, to, to good deeds. Right. We're infallible. We make mistakes. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not perfect by no stretch by any means. Just like with uh, healthcare providers, They're, if someone is injured in an accident, you know, as I'm closing, and we're calling for paramedics, mm -hmm. that we want them to serve us. Come and come and take care of me. I don't know what to do. I have right. no idea what to do. Right? Come and serve me. Come and take take the knowledge that you have and your skills and your training and your in your in your erudition and your training. Come and serve and take care of me. Take care of my mama. My mama's sick. I don't know what to do. Please come right. and. I need you here to serve. Come and we're we're calling and beckoning. So. Uh, we have to just shift the paradigm in our thinking in terms of service. Service is a good thing. Those who, the Bible says, and it's good, I'll say this lastly, the Bible says those who are greatest among us will be our servants. So if you're powerful, you're intelligent, you're articulate, um, you have talents, you have abilities, you have wealth, you have, have strength, you have influence, you are um, in a great position to serve those of us and them who don't. That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. And I appreciate that um, because and I'm glad you said healthcare because I do healthcare and it's a task. Right. Uh, but it is something that I enjoy because I was on the other side and um, witness I, I being in the hospital after the accident that I had years ago. Um, right. Dealing with healthcare providers. Um, right. And so it was an eye opener for me. I've always had much respect for nurses and doctors, but ooh, mm -hmm. the PNAs are right. out of this world because yeah. they have so much to do. And right. I feel like uh, even before I became one, that mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where people miss it. You know, right. um, they miss it. Period. They miss it. And, but and, um, to, to dovetail in what you're saying right now is. Even at the CNA level, right? Mm -hmm. The CNA would be in, 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 with all due respect, the CNA would be on a body. If you were a part of a body, would be that little pinky toe, right? Yep. So, so, but guess what? If that little pinky toe is hit by a hammer, the whole body doesn't want to work. No one goes yeah. to work. So, if the CNA is not in the room taking care of the patient, changing out, you know, the 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 bed linen and and the, making sure the patient's mm -hmm. wiped down, infection sets in. So now the doctors yeah. have even a greater job to do. So yeah. if that, so my point is, is that being a servant is a beautiful thing. And those who do those jobs, some of me, people may call them menial, but they're so very vital and so important. Yeah, yeah. They're the most, they're actually the most important. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you know, uh, dealing with uh, being in service or a part of a team, oftentimes people wanna be the head all the time, not realizing one, every part of that team is just as important as the head. Um, oftentimes, if you don't have those small pinky toes, then what the hell going to do? That's right? it. That's it. I'm just saying. Have a headache. Just, have a headache. That part. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> if you stump that pinky toe, boy. Right. Now, now you got yeah. a whole migraine. Look, and then some, okay? That's right. And you really. Oh, not the aneurysm. <laughs> not the aneurysm. Um, but so. In dealing with um, 
I don't know how I want to do this, but because I know when we initially talked, um, I did say I wanted to discuss uh, men in mental health, men and mental mm-hmm. health, especially mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. black men. Um, sure. But primarily, um, <laughs> Lisa said, absolutely. And you don't see the arm trying to be the foot. You are so correct. So correct. Everybody knows and understands their lane. And uh, like you said earlier, that's your lane. That's what you do. And you do be the best at it and make it happen. Um, But uh, men and mental health, because in this actually came from um, and I'll say the slap, like somebody said to me, the slap that that was heard around the world, um, because um, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Oscars when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Right. Um, And I remember posting. It looked like he was triggered and he reacted. Um, and so someone else posted on their page, uh, they posted actually a video of Will talking, talking about, uh, reading the first line of his book where he's talking about how, um, as a child, he watched his dad slap or beat his mother and felt helpless because he couldn't stop it. He couldn't protect her, that sort of thing. And so, and he also talked about how it wasn't, he didn't really truly deal with that. So here we are. And he said, because of that, that's how and why he is the person he is today. So here we are, a couple of the whole bunch of other stuff that's happened in his life that I feel like still wasn't dealt with. And so it piggybacked onto whatever else has happened. And now we have this. I'm not saying that he, it should have been done. Um, but what I want to talk about is, men in mental health. Now, I know you had your own take on it, so I really want to want you to, to discuss your take on that, and then we'll talk about uh, men in mental health and the importance of being healed, getting healed, and, and how to do that. So I want to start from a distant place in the annals of time. Um, so we come from a culture of slavery mm-hmm. uh, here in America. Prior to that, we were kings, right, and and queens, and 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 you know just uh, indigenous people. But um, we were taught uh, diabolically, in a sense, to fight and harm one another, mm-hmm. um, to contest, right, to contend with one another. Uh, if you know, if you know anything about the Willie Lynch papers, you'll if you read that you understand what I'm saying right now. So mm-hmm. kind of research that, look it up. So it set some things in, in motion uh, with with men against men, black men primarily against black men, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my family against your family, the struggle to survive for dignity and pride and all those things, bravado and, and being uh, aggressive, they call mm-hmm. it. So as I look at the situation, I don't condone violence of any sorts, of any sort that's initiated just by mere words. But we know some, there's a cliche that says, six of them may break my bones, or words never hurt me. Words do hurt us. Mm-hmm. Uh, things do. do hurt us that people say to us. And mm-hmm. things hurt us that say, when individuals say things to those who we love and, and respect. And then if we have underlying issues that have not been addressed, 
and uh, don't have the mental fortitude, right, or the emotional intelligence, right, to know when to, where to, and how to mm -hmm. disperse our anger, then it becomes a volcano and there are casualties, right, that happen. So I think that I think what happened at the awards was was a casualty of, of an ongoing war, um, in my opinion. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not a doctor or sociologist or a psychiatrist, but I think there's an ongoing war inside of, of a lot of men. And uh, I, I call it I call it menopause at a certain age. Okay, I've heard that right? before. All right. Men, women go through menopause. I think men, men go through menopause. We lose a certain amount of our uh, testosterone and it affects us um, psychologically even sometimes. It, it affects our, 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 our bones, our muscles. It affects us overall. Mm -hmm. It affects our self-esteem. But back to zeroing in on what happened at the awards. I heard you made mention, which I hadn't, no, I didn't know. I heard some snippets about his mother and his father, their conflict. Again, we're 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 products of, of our of our environment, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're products of, of our environment. We're products of what we've seen, heard, and or learned, right? That 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 could have been a learned behavior, right? That surfaced mm -hmm. in that moment. And uh, unfortunately, Chris Rock was a recipient of that trigger. On the other side of that, women hold a lot of power, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And women have to be careful with us because we're, we're frail. We're, we're, we're noted to, to do a few things, to provide, to protect, to hunt, you know, and to, 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 to secure. That's, that's what a man is known to do. But mm -hmm. there's some researchers that said, you know, Tears are 98% water. But during high stress times and times of grievance when, when we cry, there can also be found um, uh, other chemicals in, in, that, in, the, uh, in, in our tears. Mm -hmm. Those, we, there, you can find the stressors that come out in our tears, actually in the, in the tear itself. Um, Jason Wilson, who is a martial artist, he's an author, a speaker, and a coach. He wrote two. He wrote two noted books: "Cry Like a Man" and "Battle Cry." He said that men hold a lot of trauma. That was one of his quotes. Men are holding a lot of a trauma, and it hinders men. The, the trauma mm -hmm. that we that we've been through. Men have been through uh, trauma in relationships. They've been through trauma as 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 adolescents, growing up in single parent homes or dual parent homes. And as I said. Mm -hmm. There are stress hormones that can be actually found in tears when, when individuals cry. And men are not noted to cry. We're taught not to cry. We're taught to be, be strong. Don't cry. Mm -hmm. So guess mm -hmm. what? We have all this aggression held in us because we've been taught wrong. We've been trained wrong. We, we should be emotional. We should be as emotional as any other human being in the, in the world. But we're taught to be, you know, anti-emotion. <laughs> but I tell a person, this, this is what I tell people. I said, if you if you tell a good joke, I'll cry. I'll laugh until I cry. And if you harm me or hurt me, I will cry until I feel better. Mm -hmm. Because crying after you cry, you actually feel better. Right. Why? The release. Because you, 
you've actually released those 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 stress hormones. They've come out in your tear ducts. They've come out of you. So um, men break through. Men need to break through emotional barriers. And I, I think that there's an emotional barrier that was that that maybe. And I said I'm I'm no psychologist or psychiatrist, but maybe there's an emotional barrier that Will needs to break through, right? Because at where 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 they are in life, they're not in rule in a rural setting. They're not in an inner city setting. In a professional environment where people are saying different things, and there has to be some emotional intelligence exercised, mm -hmm. right? Yes, because there are consequences. And then when you press past, uh, knowing that there are consequences because they're they're intelligent, Will's intelligent, mm -hmm. knowing that there are consequences for that action, he still made the action. He still made the the decision to do it, mm -hmm. right? To carry it out. So with that being said. I just think that there, there, there's a lot of hyper-masculinity um, in our culture with black males. And I think that depression plays a great part of it. Oh yeah. Depression. That's why we, we're oversexed, we're under, we're, 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 we're drugged out in a lot of instances, not all of us, but when you find men who are, who are, who are addicts, who are on drugs, who are oversexed, who are doing, who are being violent and being aggressive, it's because there, there's something that has driven them to a place of depression mm -hmm. and they don't have an outlet. So it comes out in, in, in other abusive ways. And then it also comes out a lot of times in, 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 in the harming of others. That could have very well been a gunshot, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It could have very well been a, a, a cut, right? It, it could have been anything, but it came out. And as you said, the slap that was heard around the world. We have fears. We, 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 we have fears. We have failures. We have... Uh, abuse issues, we have abandonment issues, things that have happened to us that put us in places that are dark that no one knows about until it comes out. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost as though we have we don't have very many safe places um, to to share, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I says women hold a, a, a powerful place. That pillow talk that a man has with a woman and then she comes back and tells him what he's not, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and just takes that little boy who he who she who he rendered to her and say hey take care of him right he's taking his armor off and put it in the corner and he opens up this little boy and shares him with her and then she in a moment of heated anger or whatever it may be a side look like you better be a man right now right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now he's got he's got to take the little boy tell him to sit down and not going to handle this business there's no business to handle right it, and there's no violent business to handle anyway Mm -hmm. It could have been done through a discussion, through a conversation. It didn't warrant, to me, it didn't warrant an attack. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to read this. It says, um, and this is from Men and Mental Health. Um, it says around one in eight men has a common mental health problem, such as depression, anxiety, panic disorder, or obsessive compulsive disorder, um, which is OCD. A lot of people know what that is. Um, and so in that they don't, like you said, have a safe place to go and handle it or take care of it, or is not as, uh, they don't have as many as, you know, we do. Um, but what would you say to the men? Because I know you have boys or young men now Correct. at this point, right? Correct. Um, what would you say to the men who haven't 
dealt with those things um, so that it doesn't come out like that or if they if it has um what advice would you give them to kind of turn that around or do something different in reference to getting help or um something along those lines what was the initial portion of the question what would what i would you, what would you tell uh, someone who is dealing with uh, depression, a man, we're talking about specifically okay. men, okay. Um, okay. you know, because you know the importance of getting help. You know the right. importance of those things. And so what would you tell that man who has been, who has taken off his armor and has, look, I'm laying myself out to you. I'm being vulnerable to you. And then for that woman to come back and attack, right? Um, or for that man, that, that person who is now a man, um, who has never dealt with all the things that have happened to them? Um, what would you tell them? What what bit of advice would you give to them in, in reference to getting help? One of the first things I would um, suggest is pray. Mm -hmm. I know that's simple, but prayer is an escape, right? Okay. Uh, I, Prayer is an escape from this two this two dimensional world. It gives you a three dimensional avenue to leave here and to reach up to heaven to God. Right? Talk to God. Number one, mm -hmm. talk to God. Secondly, realize that you can't handle all the issues and problems that come at you by yourself. Mm -hmm. Have a have a have a dynamic and a super robust support group. Right. The people that love you the most, never leave them. Never leave. Never allow um, yourself to be isolated from them. Mm -hmm. Stay with your team, right? Together, mm -hmm. everyone achieves more. T A M, right? Mm -hmm. Stay with your team. Um, the other thing is, um, speak with your spiritual advisor, your your minister, your pastor, your evangelist, whoever it is that mama, grandmama. Speak with them. And ask them to keep you lifted in prayer. And then ask for resources um, such as counselors, right? Mm -hmm. And schedule time to go and sit with a counselor, a, someone who is, is biblically based, preferably, right? Mm -hmm. That knows God and knows psychology, knows psychiatry, etc. Knows how the mm -hmm. mind works, knows how human nature and human behavior operates, right? From uh, uh, from a, a theory standpoint mm -hmm. and from a spiritual standpoint, so that you can under so that they can help so that they can share with you tools mm -hmm. when you are actually in the battle, when you're in the fight, when you're triggered, when you feel anxious, when you feel down, when you feel depressed, when you don't want to get out of the bed, when you don't want to take that shower, when you don't want to go to work, you have tools to help you get through it. Mm -hmm. And uh, lastly. Exercise patience with yourself because men are three to four times higher, or rather, men are three or four times likely to commit suicide than women are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we and black men are among the high amongst the highest right now, um, as one study said, in regards to committing suicide. Mm -hmm. Right, know that your life is is worth more than that. So my last point would be, again, as I dovetail back, exercise patience. 
Patience outruns everything. It's not the fastest route, but it is the most effective route. Patience mm -hmm. will outrun anything that harasses you, bothers you, triggers you. If you could just wait a minute and hold on, whatever it is is going to pass by. And then you can get the you can get the rescue, you can get the help that you need if you just be patient with yourself, mm -hmm. be patient with life, be patient with the situation. And as in a closing statement, um, don't sweat the small things. <laughs> don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but that being in being patient, I have to say this, uh, being patient with yourself. It's right. so very important because we are our own worst critics. We will, and we as people, um, right. will, you know, down ourselves and, oh, that's not enough. And, you know, I, I did bad or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and, but we're human. And it's so right. important. And I, I learned this later in life for us to view ourselves through God's eyes because Correct. he's patient with us. Yes. You know, his love for us is never ending. It's not that up and down roller coaster that we experience with people. Oh, I'm mad at you today. So mm, I'm going to unfriend you, you know, or I'm going to unlove you or whatever the case is. It's 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 there. His love is how he views That's us right. is there. He's always there to nudge us along and to push us through, even when we do what we ain't supposed to do. Right. Um, I think it's a more forgiving eye than us looking at ourselves, you know, because we'll badger ourselves to death. Right. I say that because I've, I've been around people who badger themselves to like still now and they're older than me, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, well, I didn't. It's like, OK, but, you know, you still have an opportunity to do better. Right. Yeah, perfect. Right. Right. Um, Let it go. That's it. Um, change and it, it goes back to one of those to that that one that serenity prayer. You know, God grant me the peace to change the things that I can. There are things that we can change. There are things that we cannot. We have to lay it at His feet and trust that He's going to do what He said He's going to do. I think one of the most important things too is to have a a, a positive mindset. Right, we are what we think. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You know? Right. And what's whatever you say, that's what you're going to have. So whether you're saying it out loud, loud or you're saying it in, internally, that's what mm -hmm. you're going to have. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's imperative to have a positive mindset. If God wakes you up in the morning, wake up and say, I thank God for this day. And not, don't don't put the things of yesterday back on your desk. Right. Mm -hmm. Go back in the trash, put it out, put it back on your desk. Leave it. Let it be there. Right. It's not as though it didn't happen. But learn how not to clutter your life with memories of negative things. Mm, that's good. Right? Right? But reinvent yourself with new things, right? Yeah, find, absolutely. Find positive things to, 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 to replace the things that you're trying to get out of and away from. And the other thing is keep acidic people out of your life. Mm. Manage, manage yourself better. Yeah. Manage yourself better. Yeah. And then you have better health mentally, physically, socially, emotionally, financially. And that's important. Uh, realizing, uh, acknowledging who those people are and making sure that you keep them out of your life 
you know, as far out of your main circle as possible, because it is easy for us to um, become those people or pick up those traits or, you know, that sort of thing. So I definitely agree with that. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break and be right back. Awesome. If you're looking for a keynote speaker for your next event, look no further than Miss Mimi of Mimi Speaks, specializing in panel discussions, women's luncheons and conferences, and fashion shows and trade shows. Miss Mimi brings her unique blend of experience and training to make a lasting impression on your guests and clients. With powerful, engaging, thought-provoking topics and presentations, Miss Mimi will provide your guests with meaningful takeaways and life-changing revelations. Also available for red carpet interviews and premieres. Email us today at IamMissMimi at gmail.com for booking information. That's I-M-M-Y-S-S-M-E-M-E at gmail.com. If you're Welcome back to the Love Power Radio Show. Shakira, Miss Mimi, a.k.a. Mimi the Great. We're here with Leonard Butler, a.k.a. King. How did you come up with King? Where's so, the name I, so oddly enough, right, I didn't actually come up with it. I was here in Houston working about six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And there was these, uh, these older men at a gas station. I pulled over and I was getting gas. And uh, the gentleman walked and he said, King. I turned around. He was a, he was a, a vagrant. Yes, yes. He was a vagrant. Give me a second. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, okay. So Michael Owens says, hey, sis, I had the honor of capturing that great model that's co-hosting with you today. Hey, King. It was an honor being one of the photographers that worked with you. Nice. Michael, what's going on, brother? How you that's- doing? Awesome. And so yeah. when you told me you were from Florida, I thought about him and I was like, hmm, yeah. I wonder if y'all know each other. So did you work with him there or here? I worked with him here in uh um on the runway. What was it? It was oh. it was something on the runway last year, last April, May. Yeah. Okay. It was some extravagance on the runway. It was uh Le, Le uh mm-hmm. show in his wife. That's what it was, made, extravagance on right. the runway. Extravagance on the runway, and I met this brother here from Florida, a, a, a phenomenal photographer. Hey, listen, get in touch with me. I'm going to be doing a show, my own show in Florida mm-hmm. next year, so I need to talk with you. Thanks for our mm-hmm. time again. Yeah. Nice. So, and also, we had one from, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to let you have that in just a minute. Correct. Um, Tony Beasley said, good afternoon, Miss Mimi. Good afternoon, Miss Tony. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay. Sorry. Gotta let them know awesome. that I, I see you. Appreciate the love. Much love, much love. Yeah. Awesome. So what was your question? What was the comment? I don't know. That was about an hour ago. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you gotta catch me. Um, but we were talking about um, just in general, how did you come up with, or you said you didn't come up with the name yes, King. Yes, right, right. Yeah, so I was I was get, I was filling my vehicle up, and uh, this homeless gentleman came over. He said, "He said King," and I turned around. I said, "Brother, my name is not King." I said, "I'm Leonard." He said, "He said uh, he says he said you he said you you carry yourself like a king." I said, wow. "No," I said, "I'm." Um, he says, "Is that your business?" I said, "Yes, sir." You know, 
I'm always very respectful of my elders. I don't know where, it doesn't matter where they are because I know right. they're, they're, they're giants no matter where they are, right? These men yeah. are renowned. They, they just, you know, down, but they're still renowned. I don't mean to rhyme, I just talk like this some of the time, but anyway. Yeah, 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 sure, poet. Okay, poet. Okay, poet, showing your skills out. Okay. So uh, I, I, was, I was somewhat embarrassed and um, shied away from it. He said, he said King David was a king, and I looked. I said, okay. And it happened a few more times. A few other, another vagrant man, he called me a king. Wow. And then I was working a few times and I had people call me king. So, and just last weekend, I had a brother walk up to me. He said, he said, I see you king. He said, you're looking good, brother. So it's just something that has kind of followed me. And it's not necessarily mm -hmm. my name. I tell people it's not my name, it's my character. So mm -hmm. with that being said, my mother was an absolute queen. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Vitasa, was my first love. Mm -hmm. And she passed away. And unfortunately I had to do a eulogy and um, we were friends. Yeah, we were friends. Yeah, we were friends. And she was my mother. We had a very, very beautiful relationship. And um, as a child, six years old, she taught me that I was a gentleman. Right. Mm -hmm. So and then I had these uncles and, and my grandfather, all these men around me, these giants. Mm -hmm. They taught me to be a, a man, a manly man, but be, to be a loving man, a caring man. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know a bad day as a man. I don't know a bad day as a child. I don't I don't I can't relate with that because I had beautiful, strong, loving men around me, nurturing me and taking care of me. So I carried that within my 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 mantle, within my DNA, within my manhood. So just, I guess, naturally and innately, people kind of see that character. They don't really understand it when they see it. Mm -hmm. It's like, OK, he's different. It's that it's that I was loved well. Mm -hmm. Right. And then. I became astute, like, oh, that's special. And I honed it and I took okay. care of it. And I nurtured it. So I nurtured that that within me. I nurtured the king, that 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 mentality, right? A ruler, someone who who governs, someone who takes care of things. Nice. That's what I was looking at. Lisa said, I love that you said we were friends. As a mother of sons, that made my heart smile. Yeah, mine too. Awesome, Lisa. Yeah, yeah she that was is my a she is a boy mom of three boys. Awesome. Um, yeah, and so um, I love being around them because to see their personalities and to see her personalities and to see how they love and respect their mother is so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to witness. Um, uh, and I know I have several other friends that are boy moms, and it's just it's amazing to see you know how makes how much they. Look, they don't play about their mom. That's right. <laughs> and it's it's just beautiful to see for me. Um, and so you have how many young men? I have two sons. One's twenty. He's in, at Blend University. As soon as I get off the off this uh, um, podcast, I'm going to head and pick him up and bring him home. He wants to hang out for the weekend. And nice. I've got a fourteen year old son. Okay. So they they are gentlemen, and anytime they're around anyone. Um, they're, they're, I describe them this way. My oldest son, who's my namesake, Leonard Butler II, mm -hmm. he is a lamb in lion skin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Right. Nice. right. Nice. And my youngest son, he's a lion 
covered with lambskin, right? Mm -hmm. You see him in Hogan, so he's so he's so humble, but under that he is a he's a he's a lion, right? Mm -hmm. Right. My oldest son, when you see him, oh he's strong, but under his he's he's got this this beautiful lamb like heart, right? Mm -hmm. So they've got the they've got the best of me. They got both worlds. So mm -hmm. when I see them I see I see my DNA in, in, in motion. So it's a beautiful thing. Nice. Did you ever have um uh, reserve with teaching them to be manly men. You say reserve? Mm -hmm. No, I, I never reserved any. Uh, I never withheld um, the aspects and the points of being a man. Mm -hmm. I taught them that being a heterosexual man is proper, is dignified, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing and it's true and it's right. I taught them being a godly man is the utmost, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's, that is to always be um, adhered to, right? Hold on to that, never let it go. I taught them to respect um, everyone. And if they ever found themselves in a situation where it's above their grade, their pay grade, to remind mm -hmm. whoever it is that is in an abusive power just simply say to them, and I'm, I'm speaking to the authorities, right? This is just a take on my, my position. Just tell them, say, my father told me to tell you that, that he loves me. Hmm. That part. Right. So, nice. so I, I, I've, I've taught them to be gentlemen, to be mm -hmm. strong, um, to know when to hold, to know when to fold, to know when to walk away, and to know when to run. Mm -hmm. All those things are part of being a man. You know, live to fight another day. Uh, don't be disrespectful. Be loving, be kind. And just so many other little small in incremental things I've taught them about understanding the culture that we live in here in America as mm -hmm. as as young men painted brown by God himself. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Give us a and, few of those. Uh, right. So 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 I've taught them the beauty of of their of their masculinity. And my my sons are they're they're they're. I'm not boasting and break, but they're exceptional young men. I don't have girls knocking on my door. I'm a single dad. Mm -hmm. I don't have girls knocking on my door in and out of my house. My son's 20 years old and, you know, he's just beginning to venture and find that way. I've got four daughters and, and just it's been a beautiful thing. I've, I've raised my children well. Mm -hmm. um, just to give you a, a quick synopsis, um, how I hold my children near and dear. I saw them come through their mother's womb. Mm -hmm. I cut their umbilical cords. Nice. Um, I found even in the hospital, the man, right? We were talking about the mental health, right? I had to fight to be in that position almost. I want to be there, sir, ma'am, right? Yeah. I need, I need to be there, <laughs> right? Wow. Right. So that's a part of health and being they're available. So about being emotionally available, being physically available. I'm here, but you don't, why don't you want me here? But I'm going to be here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want to, I want to do that in honor of, of severing the, that, that, that life-giving force and taking on that responsibility. Right. Mm -hmm. Didn't stop there. I lift my children up to God. I went on the back of the back of my patio at my home and lifted them up to the Lord. Say, God, these, these, you give me these children. Give me the ability to take care of them. And when they right. have the ability to take care of themselves, give them the direction that they need. So I hold my children very near and dear and specifically mm -hmm. and particularly my boys, because we know that we have 
an unseen enemy, Satan, the devil, right? Mm -hmm. Who operates in people around us yeah. to try and destroy them. So I've taught them every facet socially. I've taught them emotionally. I've taught them biblically, spiritually. I've taught them uh, academically. I've taught them financially. My son, he does day trading. He could have $10,000 in his bank account any, any given day. I'm like, boy, he requires some money. <laughs> <laughs> and then my son, Elijah, um, you have businesses, and they've been working in my businesses for years. He's, he wants to be an, an, a, 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 an engineer. The other mm -hmm. son's doing business. A few of my daughters are doing business as well. So I'm grateful. And I want to say this also. I think what I've taught them most, more than anything, be around. Mm, mm. Right? Be around. That's so huge. I'm around. Right? I'm around. Right? Mom and I are not together. Be around. I'm right. going to be around. Right? When I say around, not across town, not across state, I'm going to be like two minutes, three minutes down the road. I'm going to be around. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this is home. Always. Right. Yeah. And the same rules that apply when we were together as, as a couple, those same rules apply whether you're there or whether you're here. I'm around. Nice. I'm going to protect you, guide you and, and provide for you. I'm going to direct you and discipline you. So just gain. Just, so, so through osmosis, just catch this. Be around. That's right? that part. So Michael yeah. commented again, with all the teachings you give, can you let us style style lacked brothers know when you're going gonna give a king's class of fashion for today's brother? I like that title already. King's you know class what? of fashion. You know what? I'm gonna do something like, since you suggested it, my brother, I'm gonna do something like that um on IG and I may do a live workshop. Nice. That's gonna be nice. In fact, yeah, yeah, we 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 got we got some time to talking to do, Michael. Yeah, so I will, I will, I will do that. I will do that. You heard that first on the Love Power Radio Show. See, I make sure y'all stick and stay because I'm pretty sure they're going to advertise here. And then Absolutely. Back to talk about that event. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to twist nobody's arm. I'm just saying it better come. Ouch! Out. Stop hurting <laughs> me. The abuse here. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. This is a love power radio show. But uh, we are at the end. I know, right? <laughs> we are at the end of the show. Before we go, I'd love to uh, actually uh, send a shout out to all. Like I said before, all of my Aries brothers and sisters, happy birthday! Because we are still in our season until mid. I think the 20th of April. Um, and if you want, you know, uh, okay, I got it. Get my number from my sister. I got it. Um, if you want to uh, send a birthday blessing to your girl, uh, it's dollar sign Miss Mimi and the number two. This dollar sign M Y S S M E M E and the number two. I have to think about that. Um, and then also shout out to um, the next birthday person in uh, April is coming up. In a few days, the queen herself, the founder of Stunner Radio, the producer of this show, Miss Lisa Danae, uh, happy pre-birthday. Because trust me when I tell y'all about to be sucker, because she is on it, and I'm loving every minute of it. Thank you to everybody who's tuned in from all over the place. Remember, guys, we are on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. And if you missed this show, any part of it or any of our shows, you can always catch us on Stunner Radio, our YouTube channel, Stunner Radio uh, YouTube channel. 
uh, Tony Beasley. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I hear a buzz. Tony Beasley said, thank you and likewise to you for the birthday witches. Yes, you know, we got to look out for each other. So before we go, King, tell them how they can um, contact you or find you for your modeling. If they want to purchase a book, tell them how they can find you. So cool. Find me at on IG at bearded, B-E-A-R-D-E-D, -E -D, the letter N, the word lidded, like a hat, bearded, N, lidded, B-E-A-R-D-E-D-N-L-I-D-D-E-D, I-G. And if you care to call or text me, you can text me at my work number. It's 832-451-3599. Again, that's 832 Four five one three five nine nine. Or you can always Google his services at Dr. Clean Ice Machines Houston, <laughs> Dr. Clean Ice Machines Houston, or Touchdown Detailing. And there you have it. Or you can find me, just me, me on Instagram, the Love Power Radio Show on Instagram and Facebook, or I am Miss Mimi on Facebook and. Instagram. Before we go, one quick second. Give a love note to the people. Something to chew on for the next week. Something to think about. Um, give it to them. What you got? So listen. Simply said, if it doesn't fit, don't force it. I like it. Keep it simple, right? Doesn't Absolutely. have to be long and drawn out. If it don't fit, don't force it. And I think that's huge. Simple. It's eight words, six words, but uh, it's huge and it fits right. Um, for me, uh, don't worry. Be happy. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's a lot of stuff in life that we like to sweat. And honestly, is it? We have to really sit and think about it. Is it really worth it? Is it something you can change or no? If it's something that you can actually actively change, get to it and start making making things happen. If not, let that long dust your feet off, take the lesson, and keep it moving. That's all I got. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Blessing. King, for coming through. Um, glad we had we were actually able to get you on the show. I can't wait until your book drops, your fashion show, because you know I'm gonna be all up in the place. Hopefully. Already know. <laughs> so until next time, you guys have an absolutely amazing weekend and an awesome week. Love you. God bless. Peace.